0: Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group at the Gartner Security Summit, and I'm pleased to be talking with the CEO and founder of FireEye, Ashar Aziz. Welcome, Ashar. Thank you.
1: First off, tell us a little bit about FireEye. FireEye was uh, founded on the premise that the attacks would become very sophisticated and would become increasingly difficult to detect and block these attacks using traditional signature based technologies, such as antivirus or intrusion prevention systems or web gateways uh, so we pioneered a technique for detecting unknown attacks with no prior knowledge in real time with a very very high degree of accuracy and by accuracy i mean not missing the attack and not false alerting and we can detect these attacks across web attack vectors email attack vectors and file attack vectors what is the product itself Uh, We have a portfolio of products. Uh, There's a web malware protection system. It's an appliance product. Uh, It deploys at the internet gateways of an enterprise architecture, either passively monitoring or inline prevention mode. And it can uh, detect an attack coming in via a malicious web page or an email attachment when it's deployed as an email uh, gateway device, either, again, blocking or passive monitoring as part of the MTA architecture and these uh, products all are integrated with each other. So for example, if there's an email attachment that has a web callback channel, that knowledge is immediately disseminated to all the web protection systems. Similarly, if the email attack has a Spearfish URL in it, that knowledge is disseminated with the web products because the attacks are blended. Our solution is integrated uh, in light of the blended attacks. And where does these appliances sit? Uh, The appliances, uh, the web uh, malware protection system appliances sit at all the internet gateways. The email malware protection systems sit in the email MTA architecture behind your existing uh, email gateway and before the email is delivered to the mail server. And the file MPS is deployed inside the data center, scanning file server and file share repositories. Help us visualize how this works. I mean, who sees what when an intrusion occurs? So, uh, let's just take a few examples. Uh, I'll I'll begin with the uh, Operation Aurora attack, which was a Spearfish web attack. Uh, That attack, uh, we would have picked, first we would have scraped the web link from the email product. That would have gone to our central management system, which would distribute that uh, now uh, high priority uh, URL to all the web malware protection systems. It, when the a user actually clicked on the link, we would have seen it as malicious. The web malware protection system would confirm by running that web page inside our virtual execution environment that there's actually an embedded attack. So it would report and block that attack, and that uh, information would be fed back to the central management system so it could see here's the Spearfish email that delivered this malicious web link and that correlation could take place. So that's an example of the sorts of uh, information that our products can uh, A, make available, and then B, provide in an integrated fashion. What are some of the main concerns you're hearing from your customers? Um, Help me understand what are these attacks like? What makes them tick? uh, Analyze one of these advanced attacks for me, and then tell me what am I supposed to do to protect myself from an RSA-like attack or from a flamer-like attack where they know these systems, uh, their existing systems and technologies such as antivirus have been bypassed and are routinely bypassed. What should I do? Tell me the blueprint of a next-generation threat prevention architecture. That's what they're asking us. How do you assure your customers that you can block all this? Um, The way we uh, demonstrate the product is not with a theoretical exercise as to look why my why my, uh, why my recipe would taste beautiful, uh, or why it would taste good. Uh, rather, we give them the, uh, the product, and the proof, like I said, is always in the pudding. And we demonstrate the efficacy of the product, not against theoretical attacks, such as Aurora or Flamer, but actual attacks that are coming in and out of their network through a proof of concept. So we deploy a product behind their existing defenses, and we say, we will demonstrate to you that attacks are coming in and out of your network all day long and we can show you what the other products cannot show you. So that is the proof of the pudding, not the theoretical efficacy against a theoretical attack. We're at the uh, Gartner Securities
0: Summit, and with this latest flame or flamer is this uh, new malware, they say it's like 20 megabytes, and a very huge uh, uh, malware. Uh, is malware evolving in a sense that you have to still
1: evolve your product? Uh, Well, so there's two components to it. One is that um, there is an arms race. You cannot deny the fact that there's an arms race, right? So we will always continually understand where the threat trajectory is and we will adapt our technologies. The difference is we don't uh, have to know about each threat in the form of a signature. When we adapt our technology, we have covered a whole new class of threats versus a particular malware sample. So that's a very fundamental distinction. Secondly, um, having said that, all the famous attacks that you've heard about recently, starting with the 2009 attack on Google, to the very highly publicized attack on RSA, to the most recent Flamer attack, we detected these out of the box with no changes to our product. Is it only attacks that come through the internet or something like Stuxnet, where they use a thumb drive to help introduce it? Uh, so that's a great question. So. Um, uh, the thumb drive attack uh, can be monitored, we have a file MPS product that is uh, able to look for uh, a malware which is sitting on files and it, you can uh, set it to scan on that. Uh, it also spreads through file shares so uh, we do have the ability to detect uh, various infection vectors including that of Stuxnet. But the most common vectors are web and email.
0: So if everybody deploys your product, would there be no worry about malware? Uh, what will
1: happen is uh, the uh, the offensive actors will look to adapt their techniques against a technology like fire eye and then we will be uh, will be involved in ensuring that we stay one step ahead of that game a little aside but I'm sure maybe an issue that you you have some interest
0: in I'll use the term cyber war which we hear a lot about especially with flamer and some of the other types of uh, malware we hear about uh, can you conceive of a cyber war that doesn't involve kinetic, you know, real combat?
1: So that's a, that's a great question and the way I, I dissect the threats in cyber are in actually three distinct categories. One is cyber crime which is of course for financial fraud. The second for is cyber espionage which is primarily information gain. And the third is cyber warfare. And in cyber warfare there's typically uh, an element of physical destruction although it doesn't have to be. Uh, The only real example of cyber warfare is actually Stuxnet and that actually involved a kinetic element in it. However, if cyber warfare is designed for example as an attack on the financial system where the bank Uh, and financial uh, transaction policy system are uh, disabled or destroyed, meaning in the logical sense, that would be an example of a cyber warfare attack where there was no kinetic activity involved. However, the collapse of uh, the financial system would constitute an act of cyber warfare. Well, thank you very much.